Podcast. I'm your host, John Picciuto, and I'm very excited to have the one and only Miss Sienna Brown with us today. How you doing, my friend? I'm great. How are you, John? Oh, I'm so good. It's so good to catch up. I know it's been a while. What's uh, what's new? What's going on? How are you? Uh, everything's new. Everything's new, and it's so exciting and beautiful. I'm living in North County, San Diego, um, managing an artist collective, doing a wonderful ceremony work and having this beautiful community of people out here so um, life is just transforming in the most beautiful ways that's awesome when did you start managing an artist collective that sounds new yeah i started doing that right around when i came here um i moved to north county san diego august august and i was walking around encinitas and solana and del mar passing walked into this collective and really felt at home there with the where part is just the energy of the space felt really beautiful and i knew i wanted to be so that's awesome yeah i started hanging my work there and that was really beautiful and huge for me to just move to a new place and immediately have my work hanging on a major street and slowly mm-hmm. over the past few months been taking on more responsibility nice yeah i have uh been a big fan of a lot of the portal paintings that you've been doing lately i I just find them so i want to say like therapeutically in enhancing uh entrancing like i find myself like staring at them for a while um what's like the process that goes into like creating something like that because it's something that like I, i don't know if it's like a known type of artwork but it was new to me at least so um you know what like what how do you start creating something like that like where do those sort of like uh inspirations come from i love portals so um it feels really ground groundbreaking to me too um it starts with the intention so before i start the piece i identify where i want to go or if i'm working with the client we figure out where they want to go through the portal and then um, we identify some sort of written inscription or I identify some sort of written inscription that's supportive of that idea. So like, let's say you want a painting or you want a portal that's about confidence, about getting out of the mind and into the body. I would choose the Ganapati mantra that's the mantra of Ganesh. And I would, I, so I code the entire painting with that. So I write it over and over if it's a mantra, I'll be listening to it. I'll be singing it. I'm an energy healer and a medicine woman. So writing that and putting the energy into the piece. And then all of the colors, the shapes, and the organic materials are supportive of that painting. So the um, portal could be using your wedding vows. The portal could be to um, feel something. Um, started teaching my method too and that's really powerful because when i make the portal or when i make a painting for someone it it's like it's it's holding my energy and um it's it's what i love to do like it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful process but witnessing someone else use their own hand and writing their own affirmation into their painting like I am beautiful, writing I am beautiful over and over and over and like witnessing themselves write it 
and seeing their handwriting and then choosing their colors and their materials that are like specific for them in that work has been really, really beautiful and powerful. What made you start doing those? Like what drew you to them in the, in the first place? So art has always been my method of healing. Um, sure. Since before I could remember, um, before I was conscious of it, that's what I was using it for. And when I started um, studying Eastern spirituality, um, like Ganesh and working with different deities, um, I thought like, I was wanting to memorize mantras. I was wanting to memorize the Ganapati mantra, specifically Ganesha's mantra. And I was thinking, oh, well, the easiest way for me to memorize this is for me to like write it a million times on the canvas and sing it and listen to it while I'm doing it. And then while I was thinking it, I realized how powerful it was because it was like I felt it because I was singing it, I was looking at myself right it, and I was listening to it over and over. It became like a very spiritual, ritualistic practice for me. And then I just thought, wow, the sky's the limit with this. Like, you can make a chorus of anything. You can make a chorus for wanting to, to develop confidence. You can make it for wanting a new house. Like, that's what I was going to, too tired last night, but I'm making a portal right now for like, um, my new home. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can just through any statement, any information, any mantra. It's it's art magic. So it's basically like putting an intentionality of something that you're hopeful for, desiring, and putting it into a artwork that is meant to sort of help manifest that thing, right? You're creating sort of- your reality through the creation of the art piece. Got it. So if I'm, sorry, this is all new to me. I find it very interesting. Is this something where like, I need to be the person that creates a portal for myself to realize these things, or I can hire someone who's as talented as you and be like, Sienna, this is like what I'm hoping for. And then you create a portal for me. And then me having this piece of artwork in my house, then through your creation of it aids in my desire. Does that make sense? Yes. So it's both. So either you can okay. create it or someone who understands how it works can me I, like that's the commissions that i do that's that's what they are so Got identify it. together what they're wanting to create and then i'll choose an affirmation or mantra that's supportive of that and then these colors and shapes and mixed materials that are all supportive of that intention so like let's say Someone is wanting to put a portal in their little boy's room. We might see the mantra like I am safe, or um, I would choose I am safe and writing I am safe over and over. Blue, purple is a spiritual protective color, and then I might find certain feathers or like maybe owl feathers or chain feathers. And embroider them into the piece like different elements from the earth that have those properties of protection and so then that would be in their space so because this is my passion artistic piece is going to turn out different if I do it versus if you do it 
but if you do it, the intention is there. So the portal will still work. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, when you're like sort of uh, splitting your time between like commission work and like your own desired creative outlet, right? Like, you know, just you and a canvas, et cetera. Um, when you're working on your own stuff, what have you mostly been drawn to lately from like a creative perspective? <laughs> well, very recently I'm starting to um, paint my own ceremony materials. So I'm painting my drum, I'm painting my rattle, um, and then I'm painting some because um, facilitate ceremonies so right now like the last few days that's what i've been working on um i would say my personal creative work is either that like adorning my materials or making portals for myself um, because uh, i like like it it feels it feels like a, a totally new territory for me like i'm not just painting something to look like something like i'm painting something that will bring me into the reality like i want to go so it's like why would i not be using my time to do this you know mm -hmm. yeah no totally um i feel like when we spoke last like i mean not personally but like <laughs> podcast wise um like a year ago or so um things were like totally in flux right like you were i think you were not living in northern county san diego right i think you were yes were you in san diego so, i was in ventura right okay yeah so you're like living in a different place you're doing different things for work so like obviously it's been a transformative year for you like things have changed a lot you're living a new life you're like doing new things you're like being more creative in a new and adventurous way um what are like some of the lessons that you've learned about in life and and just about yourself in the last year mm. always tell the truth it's a good one and that means like obviously not lying but like also don't lie to yourself mm. and honor your body honor your intuition and um follow your joy i like that i was talking to a mutual acquaintance of ours yesterday um justin rosenberg who just such a fantastic human being. Um, yeah, he's the best. And uh, I was talking about how, like, you know, I, weirdly enough, like, I know you're very much into the spiritual, and we've had a lot of conversations about this in the past, personally, and on the podcast. And to me, like, I've always found a lot of that sort of stuff to be just not really within my my purview or my, my window of, of, you know, understanding. But in a lot of ways, like in the last couple of years, like at least in the last two, I've like really, really built out a life for myself that is something that is completely outside of what I would have imagined and in so many ways, a million times better than I could have ever hoped for. And like a lot of that was like through conversations with friends like you who are like, you can like literally manifest the things that you want in your life. Like you can, you can think it into existence and like... I, pragmatically i was like this is just fucking dumb right like you can't just like think something into existence but 
in so many different ways, I've like been actually doing that in the last couple of years. And it's been such a treat for me from afar to witness you sort of start doing the same process in your own life. Um, when you start realizing, you know, accomplishments or goals or whatever, like those manifestations for yourself, like, what does that feel like for you personally, when you like accomplish something that you just sort of dreamt up for yourself, you know, a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, whatever, like, what is that sort of like that, that uncovering of that feeling uh, feel like for you? You know, I could be better about celebrating it because it's happening a lot re lately. Like I'm getting a lot of commissions. People are starting to recognize the power of my work, facilitating ceremonies, like brewing my own medicine, doing things that last year would have been like, what, you're, you're doing that? Like I would have been so happy. And I kind of, my, my dreams and my goals are so big that these things feel really little, even though they're huge and they're steps on the path to those big dreams and goals. So um, I guess to answer your question, a lot of times I don't even look and I just keep going, but mm -hmm. I need to be better about celebrating everything. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm sort of the same. Like it takes me a while to realize that I just accomplished something that was like really cool or like something that, you know, five year ago, John would have been like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like no way. Like, you know, I, I recently shot third eye blind uh, and they're like one of my favorite bands of all time. And yeah, it was awesome. It was like the fucking best night of my life. And immediately after, like immediately, immediately after, like my ears are bleeding basically. And, and like, it was just the best. And I'm sitting there, like, downloading all the images off of my my camera. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I can't believe I just fucking did that. I don't think I really, like, it never really processed until, like, maybe legit, like, a month later. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that. Like, the, the lead guitarist for Third Eye Blind posted one of my photos. Like, Third Eye Blind, the band's Instagram page, shared my work. Like, that's just a wild, amazing thing that three years ago I could never have imagine something like that i mean it's so trivial and silly like social media big deal but to me it was like holy um, shit like yeah yeah it was like it was pretty wild that's like a yeah. deal right like <laughs> yeah yeah no i know i know it, no, it's it, you know as with everything in life there's a love-hate relationship that i have with social media that we could spend hours and hours going into um but yeah it's just one of those things where it's like i shouldn't care but i should care it's important but it's not as well you know blah, blah, whatever um i do need to rewind real quick you said you're brewing your own medicine can you can you elaborate on that a little bit <laughs> so um i brew my own version so oh sweet yeah. so i'm assuming you've done it yeah yeah I i'm so wildly curious about this and also absolutely petrified so much so that i will absolutely never do it <laughs> Don't say never. Don't say never. Um, the spirit of the plant comes through a lot of different plants. It's a combination mm -hmm. of two plants. So the spirit of ayahuasca comes through a DMT-containing plant and an MAO inhibitor, which is essentially um, the type of plant that um, temporarily um, to the receptors to allow your body to take in DMT 
without digesting it and killing. So our body naturally produces DMT when we're sleeping, when we die, when we're born, and when we meditate. Meditate is like you're meditating is literally you're like making DMT while you meditate. There's like it's so stupid not to meditate. It's yeah, wow. yeah. It's didn't know that. Yeah. In, inspire like inspiration meditating is bringing that god principle into so anyways through my own medicine because i've been in relationships with the plant for several years and wanted deeper relationships making her was going to really deepen and it has and how often do you do you take ayahuasca? Um, I'm currently in study with her ceremony once a month. Oh, okay. Um, talk to me about the process because, again, like you know, I know Aaron Rodgers is a big proponent of it, or like maybe he had a bad experience because he played like shit last year. Um, but so you take ayahuasca, you basically trip for many hours, right? It's a a long process right mm-hmm. yeah so what is i mean can you tell us like what like what what it's like like i'm sure each experience is vastly different like any sort of you know psychotropic experience uh i've done plenty of drugs just not ayahuasca i mean i i don't know if i can compare it to other things but i'm just curious like what the the whole existence is like you know for that five hour six hour whatever hour period yeah um every experience is different uh, the set and setting changes a lot too so um whether you're in a community setting with a bunch of people whether you're studying with um like the different cultures practice different ways so like the Tibo tradition which is rainforest amazonian rainforest tribe they how you lie down versus which is a different tribe in Brazil as you're sitting up the whole time um, versus Umbanda which is uh, like an African lineage there like you wear white and you dance and which are different African deities so versus if you sit with a one-on-one facilitator they might like play a playlist instead of live music they might sing the whole time but they might like a playlist on and you're lying down so all that to say every experience is totally different but what um what happens most of the time is taking the medicine you feel sick because she's working on you and then at a certain point you purge and that purge is the release of what you've been holding on to in your mental body and your emotional body and your physical body and your spiritual body so um she collects all of that and then you release it and before you release it you'll receive insights and downloads from her your intention most of the time um she doesn't always give you what you want she gives you what you need so like if you go in the ceremony say give me the 
won a million. No, like ayahuasca won a win a million dollars. She's like probably sure. that. <laughs> like probably, yeah, probably give you yeah. something around prosperity and co- prosperity consciousness, or like ways that you could expand that, or maybe blind that you have around money, but you're not gonna like win the lottery per se. Sure, it's a labor of That's love. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine a uh, you know a, a drug doesn't have the ability to. I mean, if it does, please brew me a batch, mail it over. Like um, Powerball is pretty high right now. <laughs> I'd be totally okay with it. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Like uh, you know, I'm I'm in the midst of like like a, a very large growth in in my 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 business life, and and like everything's sort of going my way. It's hard to like take stock in the fact that I'm sort of just killing it. Um, I mean, <laughs> you want that on a t-shirt deal the wrong advice podcast i'm just killing it <laughs> no but in in, in a lot of ways like i i've spent the last couple of years like really struggling financially and having a really hard time um just like figuring out the 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 business aspect of being a solo entrepreneur whatever you want to call it um and like I make the joke about the lottery, but like I'm I'm in a place now where like I I I don't wish for more. Like the the abundance in life that I hope for is not ever really monetary. It monetary monetary. Um, it's like more just time, right? Like I think uh, when you go about what resources we really have a limited supply of, time is obviously the number one that uh, that comes to mind. I agree. Yeah. No, for sure. When you go through sort of like the transformative year that you've had where like a lot of like the things that you've been hoping for and and, and dreaming of and, and manifesting come to reality, um, what does that do for your own personal desires and hopes for the future? Um, does that like create uh, an impasse to wanting of more like when you feel sort of content after you've accomplished a lot or do, like do you find yourself looking and striving for even more growth you're already shaking your head <laughs> <laughs> fucking fire dude like <laughs> yeah. i just the dreams that i have are so big that it's like i feel like these ones are happening even though they're huge and that's why i just need to keep appreciating and being grateful and like taking a fucking second to just sit down and be like, Sienna, I'm so proud of you. Like, wow, Sienna, look what you're doing. Like, look at where you are even a month ago. Like, a month ago from now, look what's happening. Like, it's it, everything's happening so fast, but it needs to because, like, what I want is so big. I only have so long. Like, I want every day to count because if I want to make those giant things happen, then, like, these things need need to be happening for me to get there you are super young though like yeah you do admittedly have a lot of time yeah but like i already know what i want to do so can you give me an example uh i want to build temples and havens around the world like i want to build medicine temples i want to build i want to have two private meditation rooms for people with big installation portals but i want to be collaborating with architects and designers to like put on like multi hundred thousand dollar or million dollar projects in like private homes or in retreat centers and i want to be doing public art projects 
and I want to do like a lot of really fun stuff too down the line. Like when you look at, if you like take a bird's eye view of certain cultures and like looking at like how they created the geography of the land, um, like everything makes sense and everything works together though. Like working with the land to create the most um, well-functioning society. But then there's also places where you can tell that the geography of the land is somehow like either where spaceships would have landed or where things may have been able to like people could have gone through different portals and different locations to different planets. And I believe that this is the lifetime where those kinds of things are possible for us to rediscover. Um, so I know someone's got to believe it for it to happen. And so because I believe it, it's going to happen. But I want to have a lot of money so that people will believe me and so I'm in rooms with other people with a lot of money so that we can like build those things. Gotcha. So I guess my next question should be, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> That's yeah. a yes. Yeah. But like yeah. not like not like not little green men. Not like little green men, just like other beings. Like, yeah. I've always I'd freak out. You know, I'd be like Oh, cool. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> yeah. I've always so I like the the thought contemplation on are we alone in the universe has always been one that's like super interested me. Um I think it's like so narcissistic of human beings to think like oh we're the only show in town kind of thing, which is just like the sheer audacity of or like impossibility and improbability of that to me is is too large to even you know quantify the that we are alone um i do have always considered the thought that like we are our own aliens like you know civilization hit a peak like who knows how long ago and then you know we left earth or or came from somewhere else and ended up here right mm -hmm. like you know starting a, a different galaxy a million billion light years away etc I've, I've always thought that was probable versus you know i.e little green men um or we're just living in a computer simulation and neither none of it none of it matters at all <laughs> i could see both being true yeah the simulation theory i think is uh it's one that keeps me up at night it's like the the thought process of like is this real or is it not i'm just kidding <laughs> no but it's something i do think about it, it is it's just like a it's like i don't have enough to worry about on my day-to-day -day basis i have to have an existential crisis <laughs> like semi-weekly thinking like is this cheeseburger i'm having really here or not <laughs> i can taste it <laughs> <laughs> therefore it is real i think <laughs> yeah it's one of those things where it's like you know I think like pe people need to just like do their thing and like believe their things. Like, I, I, who or is anyone to judge whether we're in a simulation until we can figure it out, right? Who is anyone to say whether they're aliens or not until we can figure it out? I guess that's sort of like an agnostic approach towards it. Maybe is that is that what agnosticism is? I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. That that used to be. I think actually that that kind of 
is me in a nutshell. Like I'm a, I'll believe it when I see it because like I, you know, I used to think manifestations were bullshit. I was like, this is just so some hippy dippy bullshit. Like it's not real. And then like, to be honest, I, I did it. Like I've manifested my life. I've built it out of nothing mm-hmm. completely myself. So in that way, I guess I am a bit of an agnostic. I, I did believe it when I saw it because I saw the proof in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and like wonder with the whole um, simulation thing, I guess, like I've gotten downloads and ceremony about that. Like, we are just here for a short while, and there are parallel lifetimes that we've lived and all that. I feel like it's kind of freeing to know you're in a simulation because you can take things like a little less seriously. You know, I tr- I try not to take much of life as you know. I take the serious things seriously, and I try to take things that I know are not going to serve me any real purpose, and and keep them where they belong, like i.e. political conversations, things of the nature. Because um, at the end of the day, like you said, our our time is so dramatically brief. Mm-hmm. Like, God forbid, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like in an hour from now, you know, I could choke. <laughs> it's like who the fuck knows. Mm-hmm. So I try not to waste my time and energy on things that are not going to serve a purpose because what's the point? There is no point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself conscious or unconsciously considering like the, the shortness of life, your, your death, like things like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, some days I'm like, wow, it'd be so much easier without a body, you know? <laughs> like, well, not, 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 not really, but. Well, but I mean, if you could just like, yeah, it would be though. Like without, you wouldn't have to eat, you wouldn't have to poop. You could just like go anywhere and make anything like, <laughs> just like that. Two of my favorite things to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I know what you mean, but yeah. I uh, like, you know, I was talking about this with Justin. I, like my only thing that I like think heavily on is my my mortality and like friends and family passing away like because again it's like the time thing it's the i could have done a million things in my life like moved to california i could have you know i've i've thought about living over uh, you know abroad overseas and stuff and all those things are still possibilities to me it's not like any of those things are closed off but to me like when i when i get older when i'm like you know in my seventies and, and, you know, at the end of my story, I'm not going to necessarily have wished for a few years somewhere. I'm going to hope and, and, and hopefully have realized more time with the people that matter most to me. And I think like, ultimately, like for me, at least that's like what I've realized, like my life is right. Like it's going to be spending as much time with the people that I love as possible. Like that to me is a life. Like, sure, it could be living on a boat in the middle of the ocean and fucking sailing the fucking oceans and and whatever. But, like, that's not for me, right? It could be anything. Like, I'm still going to travel. I'm still going to see the world. But I don't need to live in Paris for a year, right? Because, like, those 365 days, even if I was only going to spend, you know, 150, 200 of them with the people that I love, those are 200 days that I'm never going to get back. Mm. So, I mean, that's sort of... Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, it's like been one of the great realizations I had. Um, it's really just happened in the last couple of months. Cause I was doing my, my lease renewal for my apartment 
And I was like, man, this is so fucking expensive. I was like, this is crazy. I was like, I can go pay half this much. I can go live in Florence, Italy, like one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And then when you like really start getting down to the nitty gritty about like what it means for the time of your life, right? Like one year, it might not seem like a lot, but in the grand scheme of the amount of times that I'll see my family and my friends, it could be completely life altering in, in a way that I, I wouldn't want to experience. Mm. Come yeah. on with you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not doing that well. <laughs> I'm, that's not to say that I won't, you know, get a portal and start creating, you know, like <laughs> money, 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 money. Uh, I mean, that's, but I, you know, I, I gotta be honest in a lot of ways. Um, my financial success this year has made me realize that it's not ever going to be um, like a, 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 a th something that I can want more of, right? Like I, I've reached a point of comfort in my lifestyle and, 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 and my finances that like, I don't need to drive to make $2 million a year. I don't think that's like, I won't be 200% happier, right? Like I'm not going to be it's not going to be anything other than something more. And it's something that I don't need, which is real weird, especially considering like who I was three years ago. And that's all I was focused on. And now to be in a position where I'm having the best year of my life and I could stop today and I'd be okay. Like I'd be perfectly content. Congratulations. That's huge. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I, listen, therapy was like a big thing for me. I, I nailed it. And uh, I think like doing the work on yourself is something that I've I've harped on a lot on this podcast. I think everyone needs to find the self work that is something that's beneficial for them. And that could be therapy and that could be ayahuasca and that could be like so many different things for so many different people. But I found something that worked for me and, you know, talk therapy was that thing and getting to figure out like who I am and why I do things and, and what past experiences have led to future encounters and like things like that mm -hmm. have been, have been very positively transformative for me. That's beautiful to hear. I'm Thanks. seeing a therapist for the first time coming Thursday. Oh, like first, first time. Well, I saw, I saw one, um, when I was a teenager, she was a Christian therapist and I, I wasn't a teenager, I was in college. And it was like right around the time where I was expanding outside of my religion. And so it, it just, we were speaking two different languages. Mm -hmm. So I feel, I feel that this is the first time that I'm like really, really seeing a therapist. I'm really excited because I'm seeing some like really big awarenesses about myself and like why attracted certain people or certain situations and same probably or similar to what you're saying is like I understand shift it my mom's a psychotherapist so like when oh. you have a mom that's a psychotherapist you're like hey mom <laughs> <laughs> the opposite because you're just working with like very refined layers of mental mentalities all the time <laughs> yeah um i'm so excited for you i think uh i think that's huge I, like i 
Listen, you can always have very deep, meaningful conversations with family and friends, but all of their reactions and opinions will always come from a biased place of them knowing you for however amount of much time that they have. Mm -hmm. And what I found is going to therapy with a person who doesn't know me at all and got to know me and then learned about the things that I was doing and or why I was doing them or why I was feeling a certain way or what was making me anxious or what was making me depressed. I was able to get like non-biased feedback and it really helped be able to make changes in myself. Like they, they frame thoughts and, and questions differently than your brother would or your sister would, or your friend would of 20 years. Right. Because they inherently have knowledge about you that will impact what they're going to tell you and they care. And it's not like a therapist doesn't care. Of course they care, but they care like, with from like a you know two foot away sort mm -hmm. of stance which i think is a benefit because they are allowed to give then an unbiased unfiltered um you know sort of articulation of what you're doing mm -hmm. I, I think it's gonna be great i'm excited for you are you like nervous at all are you scared yeah yeah because i'm going into some shit that i haven't gone into yet so it's just like uh what's that right yeah. but it's necessary like it's time you know and i know that yeah. only joy will come from it and only good things because like we we participate in patterns to keep us safe because they have previously but when we know that they're doing what there's when we're when we're doing something to keep us safe that's not keeping us safe then like that needs to be addressed so that we can a different way to keep myself safe oh yeah for sure i think it's like one of those things if you like go into it with a positive outlook and like the thought process that this could be incredibly helpful it will be like it's like with anything in life if you go into something with any sort of negative feelings or or trepidations towards it it's it's not gonna be good right like you're bringing that negativity with you to it but if you like are open to the possibility that this could be great it probably will yeah. be what what like what was the deciding factor that made you start? I mean, I'm I'm assuming it was listening to the wrong advice podcast <laughs> and me talking about how how great therapy was. <laughs> well, it was that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, just so you know, this episode is brought to you by insert therapist office name. <laughs> but you know. <laughs> Yeah. PhD, PhD. Yeah, exactly. No, that's awesome. I'm super excited for you. I think that's going to be great. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to see sort of how that like unfolds for you over the next few months and years. I think I, I've only recently stopped going. I, I like I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like I think I'll, I'll use it as a tool, sort of like a, uh, like a, like a you know, like a checkup on my car, right? Like, you know, you, you do an oil change every 12,000 miles, 15,000 miles. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like how I'll do it. Like I'll pick it up for a couple months at a time, like a year from now or whatever, but I've learned such good coping skills and, and, and so much about myself that I, I, I think that it's like, it's been good though, you know, for the, the little bit that I've not been going that like, I don't feel any sort of difference or like I'm, I'm lacking or missing out. Plus it's like hella expensive. So yeah. <laughs> You're probably chewing on the tools you got from last time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like, listen, I, like 
it's great. I think it's great. And uh, I'm a big proponent of it. And I think I'll I'll end up going back eventually. I'm sure some girl will break my heart and I'll be running right back to, to... <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have to you have to be dating to get your heart broken. So I'm I'm covered in that, in that regard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um I've uh, I've I've entered like a, a really great creative uh phase of my life from a photography perspective. I think I'm sort of making like my best work. Um, as an artist, like, do you find yourself going through like sort of seasons of creativity, like where you're like really, really motivated to create or not so much? And like, what is like, how, how has that been as of late for you? Because like the work you're churning out a ton of fucking work. So I would imagine you're very highly, um, creatively motivated lately. Yeah. Um, for me, sometimes I will go through seasons where it's not my canvas, but I'm learning that, like, my, I'm, like, very creatively powerful. So when it's not the canvas, I am not judging myself. I'm just looking at, okay, where where is this going? Like, why? where is my gut turning me? Where is my life force moving? And, like, oh, it's in, like, collaborative photography. Oh, it's... Um, it's like networking and like building this thing. Oh, I'm making a coloring book. So like, even when I have those stints of not wanting to create, there is always something being created. Um, with my portals and with my paintings, it's, yeah, it really depends. Because when I go through heartbreak, I turn to the canvas. When want to create a new reality I go to the canvas when I'm in love I go to the canvas so I think I think it's just my instrument you know mm -hmm. yeah I uh I don't know that I feel that photography is my instrument yet but it is the thing that I always want to be doing I guess in some ways then yeah I guess it is <laughs> that was that was dumb <laughs> that was dumb <laughs> No, I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, I, I think there's always good days that happen where I don't have a camera in my hand. Like, there's there's no question about that. But, you know, like, I had a shoot Saturday. Um, we're filming this on a Monday. And, uh, like, it was just, it was great. You know, we had a great time. The collaborative process was fantastic. Like, the look concepts that we came up with and designed for the shoot, like, everything was just, like, it was perfect. 10 out of 10, it was great. We're super happy with the results. And it's, like, every time that happens, like, it's just another, you know, okay, I can, I'm doing this. I can do this. I can continue doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the right things. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And I like, I can see market improvement in my work, right? Like I, I know my work is better today than obviously it was three years ago when I started this journey. Um, you've been painting for fucking forever. Do you still feel growth like that from like a, just like a physical, like visual, this is better than like, do you, does that happen? No. Yeah. You kind of like plateau at like a, a level of skill. No, I would say huh. that my ability to communicate what I'm doing is getting way better. So mm -hmm. before or, or, I'm, you know, very spiritual, psychic, have experienced mediumship come through my body, through my artwork. So like earlier on, I was like, what the hell is happening? Like, this is fucking beautiful. But like, 
who's who's in my body kind of a thing. <laughs> and now um I'm just more aware of how to navigate, how to harness, how to uh, keep a clean channel, like not like create just for me, like not have things in my body or to like really know what's coming through to like be clear about it. Um, and just outside of medium mediumship and artwork, um, the, the things I did in, a few years ago were so, so incredible like I was doing a lot of sculpture installation like really tall um like 15 foot tall steel sculptures with like um concrete and pipes and I was doing like big paper installations it was so fun and like I think the work that I did back then is just as beautiful as the work that I'm doing now what's been really cool is what the portals and what I'm doing now it feels like everything has a function like so mm -hmm. that was like beautiful art that could be in a gallery or like someone could want it in their house something like that this feels way more intentional like you could sit with a portal for years and it would continue to upregulate in value for you because of your personal connection to it mm -hmm. that's cool I I kind of struggle with like I'm going to use the term the fine art aspect of photography because like yeah I mean I, I've got people who have prints of mine on on, on their walls and I, that, I'm marveled by that anytime someone asks me like hey will you make a print of this I'm like why are you fucking for real um, but like I, I never like in go through the intentionality of creating for for that and I'm wondering if maybe I should spend time trying to curate like I, i'm working on a book right now um i'm nowhere near done um but like i've been shooting a lot of polaroids lately and i want to do a book of polaroids i think uh i just have been super super inspired by the the medium and the just the aspect of taking polaroid photos so like i know i'm gonna make a book right like i know that's on my on the agenda um but like in terms of like doing new print series and stuff like i wonder if i should like maybe you know i'm just thinking about this just now like maybe i should start doing more printing my work and you know like I, like we've talked about it earlier i have this love-hate relationship with social media but like where else do you put your work out other than social media right it's yeah. not like sure i can go about the process of finding local galleries and trying to get a show and then curating it but like that to me just seems like more work than i would like to get into right now um, but maybe, yeah, I should start doing some more print stuff. I think, uh, I think you've inspired yeah, me. Yeah, do it. And you can put yeah. it on the wall too. And then post yeah. and people will be like, oh my God, that's what it looks like on the wall. I won't, you know, that's a good idea. Yeah. No, that's a great idea. You've, uh, you've inspired me to do that. Um, yeah. I recently, uh, finished the, uh, Rick Rubin book, the creative life or the life of creativity. I forget what it's called. Um, I don't know if you've seen it or read it you know who rick rubin is obviously right the music guy oh you don't um he's like the a world famous music producer like worked with everyone in the 80s like from ll cool j bc boys um he produced on like every major album in history right like anything that was like a gold platinum album in the 80s and 90s he like was a producer on it just like a wildly creative <coughs> excuse me uh weird guy um and he's like it's very funny because he did a 60 minutes interview which i watched um he doesn't play an instrument or like he says he doesn't play any instruments well 
but he's a wildly successful music producer. Um, and to me, it's like, I've always found that whatever I do in my life, if I put the right intention into it and like, I come at it with like the right mindset, I'll be successful at what it is, whether it's a sales job, whether it's fucking uh, sport that I was playing, whether it's photography, whether it's this podcast, like if I put my all into it, it's going to be successful. And that's because of me. Um, and in a lot of ways, I've always found that like with you and your artwork, you've been able to sort of navigate a million different mediums, a million different feelings, a million different um, iterations and inspirations and done in a way that's been incredibly inspiring to me as your friend. And uh, I'm just like a huge fan of, of you and your work and, and everything that you do. Thank you, John. That means so much. You're welcome. I uh, I absolutely love having these conversations with you. I, I always learn something new, um, whether it's ayahuasca related or alien related. And it's just great, like being able to have like someone who you can like get deep with, talk about life, like figure out things that are going on in each other's lives. Um, I, honestly, I genuinely think like if more people had the ability to talk to people like I do on a very frequent basis with, you know, even strangers on the Internet, like oh, you're not a stranger, obviously, but I do have first conversations with people a lot like you could learn more about yourself and having these kind of conversations with people um instead of just being like buried in your phone on a 24 7 basis oh yeah for sure like, you know different things about yourself by asking other people about them mm -hmm. absolutely yeah i think i i i do tend to learn more about myself through having conversations with other people because like you just inspired me to do something today that i would never like, had we not had this conversation today, I probably wouldn't have thought about for, you know, days, weeks, months, years, who the fuck knows? You know, it's one of those things. It's like, I don't know what I don't know. And I, and I just sort of make it up as I, as I go along. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but dude, I love you. I think you're a great human being. I'm incredibly appreciative of your friendship. I'm uh, incredibly thankful for your time as always on this podcast. Um, I don't need to wish you anything but the best because I know you have all of the brightest future possible in, in your eyes and uh, everything. I am super excited for everything that you're going to accomplish over the next year and can't wait to do this again. Me too. Thanks for having me on, John. This was so fun. I love talking to you. Oh, my pleasure. Take care. Bye.